Suki. And welcome to Waffling in Wonderland. <laughs> We've got a great, great episode for you this week. As, of course, we reached out to our Facebook family and we got a poll on the go. And so this is your choice. So thank you very, very much for voting if you voted. And um, today is all about travelling. Yes. And we did put the option <laughs> up there, but we wanted to be respectful because obviously most of us mm. cannot travel right now. So we yeah. um, we hope you enjoy this. This is all about... Um, where we've been, funny stories and things that will hopefully brighten your day rather than make you feel like you're missing out. But I'm sure this will make you laugh and feel good afterwards um, because I'll be, exactly. we'll be leaving with a song of the week that Sophie's now introducing into our episode so that you can listen to it. <laughs> and um, there's a crystal of the week, so I'll be going into that um, and it will be re relating to this episode about travelling. Um, and there'll be a nice meditation at the end so that you feel like you are on holiday somewhere. So, um, yeah, I mm. hope you look forward to that. So Getting those beachside vibes. <laughs> yeah! yeah. <laughs> but what we were talking about but, uh, before, just before we jumped on here, we were talking about, oh, can you imagine being on holiday right now on a beach somewhere? Mm. What would you mm. what would you be doing, Sophie? And then we both realised. I was like, I'd be on a beach with a cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> and you were like, yeah, exactly. So I don't know, it always comes back to cocktails with us. Maybe we should maybe that's a, a business venture we need to go into. <laughs> mm. Cocktails mm. by Suki and Sophie. <laughs> oh, you heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, health and well-being. <laughs> well, they could be organic. They yeah, could be, you know, they could yeah. be filled Mock with um, mocktails, uh, protein stuff. Yeah, it could be good. You don't Pro know. Protein cocktails. We'll see. We'll let you know. We'll keep you up to date. We'll keep you, you in the loop. You can work out while you're having a cocktail. <laughs> Build up your muscle muscle strength. So Sophie had some questions to start off with about travels first did you not oh yes 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 because we want to like yeah have a bit of fun with this and reminisce our own travels don't we but um before i get into all the juiciness remember uh if you are here with us on youtube don't forget to subscribe and like the video and hit that bell so you keep up to date anytime we release anything mm -hmm. and um with our podcast forum wherever you are listening to us from your podcasts uh, remember to subscribe to us and rate us so everyone can find us on the algorithm. We need your help with that. So please, please help us with that. <laughs> but right, let's get into the meat and potatoes. <laughs> right, with the travelling. So, Suki, I feel like I'm going to be a bit of a, a Parkinson moment here, Graham Norton vibes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> where is the best place you have visited? Ooh. Oh, this is tough. Because I know that you're well-travelled. But tell me, where's well, your best place? Or give me maybe your top, top, top three. There you go. If that helps you. Or if it doesn't well, help first you. First of all, I want to say I am, I am well-travelled. <laughs> I'm privileged to actually be able to travel in the past. And I know there are some people like, um, when I was growing up, my mum's side, we didn't actually go on holiday because... We couldn't afford it, but my dad was fortunate enough to take me on holiday. So I know I have the best of mm. both worlds to understand that. So, um, yeah, 
I'm, I'm extremely fortunate to be able to go traveling. And I did take a, a sabbatical from my work. Um, and I okay. took five and a half months off. And there were some places where I was like, huh, I, I'll, I'll go just for the experience. And there were other places where I was like, I really, really want to go. And I did. And I spent most of my time there. So right. in my top three would be Fiji. That was incredible. Mm. Uh, New Zealand. I bet. And nice. um, Bali, I think. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's awesome there. I bet that was incredible. I'm looking forward to it, though, um, when we do get to go. It's one of the places ha- that I'm like, right, I've got to get myself here. Oh, yeah, Bali, 100%. What is it about Bali that makes you want to go? The culture. It looks incredible and the architecture mm-hmm. looks incredible. I would just, yeah, I'd really, I wouldn't necessarily want to do one of those holidays where you just kind of go and chill by the beach. I like to do a bit of both. I'm a bit of an adventurer and a relaxer. So like my ultimate mm, holiday yes. would be two weeks. Yes. First week would be totally kaput by the pool, by the beach. I prefer a beach actually. Are you a mm. beach or a pool person? What are you when you go on holiday? Do you do a pool or do you a beach? I like a beach. I like a beach. I don't really like pools that much, I like actually. to be in the sea. Yeah, I like the sea. Mm. All right. Sorry, I completely went off topic, but that's Even a really it... interesting point, though. <laughs> Lots of people don't like the sea. They prefer the pool. Where So it's it's really funny. I always find it quite an interesting question. Let us know in the comments. Are you a beach or are you a pool person? Let us know. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get a tally going of everyone. <laughs> mm. I liked how you said that you would do the relaxing first and then the activities because I would do it the other way around. Oh, would you? So I'd like do all the activities and then I'd be like, right, I've done now. Unless I did all the activities or the activities I wanted to do and then I'd be like, well, actually, I'm enjoying myself so much, I'm going to do it a bit more. Carry on. I don't think I could spend a week like kind of lying down and. Like, oh, I can. For me, a suntan's a scar. <laughs> oh, is it for really? For me, a suntan's a scar. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Why? Yeah, if you've got, like, porcelain skin like me, yeah, because mm. sun damage. Mm. So, so I'm, oh, I'm lathering myself up. I'm chalky white. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm one no, of those illuminous that. people on holiday, like, bah! Oh, yeah, no, so see, I've always I'm been a, someone I'm that's very out much in the sun. Mm. Uh, but you can handle it. Yeah, you can handle it. Yeah. My my skin, I, I burn. I can tan, but it has to. It's a it's a slow one. Like I've actually been on holiday to Egypt. I was there for a week, and I was picking up my underwater film camera thing, and like oh. at this shop, and I went to pick it up, and he he goes, "You've been here a week, and you're still white as white." And I was like, "Yeah." But that's oh, just, no. you know, some people just can't tan. So I am an activities person because I can't just sunbathe. Mm. But you, you, it's good because that means if when we go on, when we, we are able to go on holiday. Yeah, I definitely want to do a girls trip with thing. you. 100%. I think that would be amazing. I think we'd have really but good fun. I'll wear the big floppy hat covered in sunblock <laughs> under the shade. Reading a yeah, book, one of those like, like a, what are they? <gasps> one of those sheer sarong Sun things goddess. that have got the long arms. Yeah, 
They've got them, so you'll be like this yeah. black yeah. sheer sheet. Oh, totally, to, to, totally ghost ghost town. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. Oh, I kind of I uh, look more hippie because I've got one of these caftans on all the time. So I've, that's them I've realised yeah, that. Yeah. I used to wear XXL T-shirts, but now I don't think I could walk around with an XXL T-shirt. I think I want to be a little bit more stylish with my hiding from the sun. That's amazing. That is actually amazing. Do you, do you tan that quickly? Oh, yeah, very quickly. Do you go like, wow. Yeah, like three, four wow, days, wow, wow. I'll start getting a tan, yeah. And I'll be getting darker and darker and darker then by the end. And then it gets to a point where I get wow. quite dark Okay, I'm, I'm too tanned right now. I need to back off. <laughs> and I kind of hide myself in the shade. And I'm like, no, I don't need to don't need to go out and yeah, don't need to worry about that. I'm just going to stay under the umbrella in the shade for a little bit. That's what I end well, up it's doing. It's incredible that you can tan because that's a, that's a natural SPF. Mm. So if you can produce melanin because that's what pigment is. Yes, of, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, but I didn't know that that's like a natural protection. protector. Oh, yeah, that's so amazing. the skin the skin produces oh. a tan so that it protects you. So the longer you're out in the sun, the more you're exposed to it. So the, the more tan you get is pigment. actually a protector. Then it is. Well, I didn't know that you're about trying a tan. To protect yourself. That's interesting. So your skin is protecting itself. I get it. Yeah. Wow. Oh, there yeah. you go, guys. Bit of biology for you. I didn't even know that. That's amazing. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. And that's why you've got, like, um, they call them sunspots on older ladies who've got, like, these brown moles on Caucasian skin. Yes. Um, Because that, like, (gasps) the UV damage can damage the skin cells and the DNA. So the skin, then, when it's damaged, thinks it's always under attack. So any UV light from your screen or from the sun, it it produces mm, pigment so that mm. you've got these dark patches. So that's why, you know, it's really important to wear an SPF. And it's amazing now so uh, that that we have this education now. But there are still people that are using sunbeds. And I would highly mm. recommend that you, you stop using that and embrace the natural colour of your pigment of your skin. Yeah. No matter what shade you are or, you yeah, know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but... Um, Exactly. But sun is really needed. There's, there's the opposite effect where you need vitamin D and that's oh, why you go on holiday. You look much healthier when you come mm-hmm. back because you get vitamin D from the sun. You make vitamin D in your skin from the sun rays. So yeah, anyway, exactly. so I had, to, I had to share my expertise of, of sun damage because no, that's good. really important what to know when for. you're going on holiday. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And look and for the UVA. stories that happen after. <laughs> Yeah, and look for UVA protection, which is the five-star UVA protection on your sunscreen. Mm. And UVB is SPF. So even though you've got a high SPF, it may not have a high UVA protection. Ah. And UVB is, B is for burning, and A is for aging. Like, you can't feel UVA. You don't know when you've had enough. Yes, I understand. It's a silent one and it can disrupt your DNA. Mm. So that's why you've got to be careful to avoid any melanomas, which are skin cancers and stuff. So, Well, thank you very much for that. I didn't know about the UVA. That's very interesting. That's really cool. So thank you. That's really informative. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Back to Bali. We went on a waffle then. (laughs) I know. Waffling. Welcome to the Wonderland. (laughs) 
<laughs> but um, yeah, so going back to our question, with the places you mentioned a few, so why are those places in your top three? Give us a little bit of info uh, there. What happened for it to be your favourite place? Well, I spent six weeks in New Zealand and I bought a camper wow. van and I travelled wow. around the whole island, like both islands. Yeah. That's awesome. And I got to see, like, Maoris, like, living their day-to-day lives and they, so cool. you know, and... You know, go to, go to all the museums, and I love learning about other cultures. Mm. As part of the South Island, feels like Devon. They've got sheep everywhere and rolling countryside. They've got oh, beautiful so marine cool. life. You've got orcas and sperm whales and sea lions and dolphins and like Not everything. <laughs> yeah, they have so much, so wow, much sea that's life. Incredible. It was yeah, mm-hmm. so much yeah, and there's no poisonous uh, insects or like. Things like well, that's that interesting. that you would get in Australia. Yeah, because Australia's right next door. That's so interesting. They don't have they're, it. Mm. Yeah, they're mainly birds, and they have they have a lot of birds. Oh, so they've eaten Zealand. them all then. That's why. Yeah, the birds. Have I eaten love them. trees. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, there there are there are a lot of trees and forests and mountains mm. and like. Did you do like any hiking? Rivers and. Yeah, I I went oh. up a volcano. So you know Mount Mount Doom in Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Um, I walked up Mount Tongariro. It's called, and there's um, wow. a, they're basically volcanoes. And one of them was Mount Doom from Lord of the Rings. But I did. You could choose to go up there, but I didn't because it was re- it it looked really so tough because cool. it's like this. But it was. As soon as I got up to a particular height, it was like I was on Mars or something. It was very Martian feeling because there were no birds, there was no sound, and everything was kind of rocky and what you would see pictures of Mars, you know? And I was like yeah. kind of like extraterrestrial feeling and it was really spooky and like you got really... It was amazing and the colours of the sulphur and all these craters and steam. Oh, I bet and that, yeah. It was just like you're on another mm. planet. Yeah, I bet. and then we walk down, and then you get back with the just the views are amazing. Um, the people are lovely. Mm. Um, they're very relaxed. We experienced a um, a earthquake, which was pretty amazing. We just had scary, one today, actually. But, um, <laughs> when I was getting ready for this, did you? Yeah, four point one. Yeah, we're standing there doing the eyeliner. The worst time <gasps> to have an earthquake. Do me eyeliner like this, do, 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 do. <laughs> and it was like, brrr, and I was like, oh, oh, oh. no, and then no. it stopped because only four point one, so I was that's a little bit a, shaky. That's quite a large one. Mm. Well, I've been around for do you seven, not freak out, seven point three. Not now, not now. Crikey. Used to it now. Crikey. Mm. But sorry, carry on. But yes, well, no, in New I know Zealand, when it happens, <laughs> the locals freak out because you know, and then ah. two months later, they they. We went and had a look at this church in, in Christchurch when we arrived for Christmas Day, mm-hmm. and then um, and then two months and then the earthquake happened that night, and then we could feel tremors throughout the day because never felt yeah, you that do. before. Mm. And then we uh, uh, two months later when we got home, there was this huge earthquake in Christchurch, and that was absolutely shocking because it knocked down the church that we saw. It was just unbelievable. That, oh, that that's happens. really savage. Yeah, yeah that's cr- hard. Yeah. 
So so for us Oof. Brits, we're like, wow, this is happening. But for them, they were like, you know, run outside, get, you know, be safe. Oh, yeah. So it was really fascinating yeah. that Mother Nature there was very much present. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mother Nature, you, like, you tap into Mother Nature, and I, I, my body is like, oh my gosh, I forgot another place that I absolutely love, Costa Rica. I was crying oh. on the plane home. I cried oh. the, most of the journey home because the animals and Mother Nature, and just being with mm. with her Incredible. and tapping into that circadian, it was just. I just mm. feel we disconnect in, well, I feel like being in London, you can totally disconnect from nature and nature 100%. Just, is so healing. 100%. I have that same feeling here in Kefalonia. I went home crying every time because obviously before I moved here, I was out here working and I would go back home to London where Suki is. And yeah. I would be, yeah, really upset to be leaving because it was just... It's the community and the culture and the way everything feels, even the air feels and smells different. And it was just, you know, all of it. And you hear the bird, you hear the birds in the morning, you've got the crickets throughout the day chirping, especially when it's hot. Mm-hmm. It's just all those sounds and smells. Mm-hmm. You can smell the olive oil in the air, like, you know. It's, what else did I say? Bali was the people. It, mm. Again, it was very much Mother Nature and alive because that was volcanic as well. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I have a thing about volcanoes because then I, I went to... say there's a pattern here. <laughs> I like I to be to living on the Fiji. edge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's just, it's just so palpable. Um, mm. Yeah, and, and, and learning about Hinduism and... That's how awesome. my name meant happiness over there, so I wasn't oh, known so that's as... how you found that out? No, but they told oh, me. I didn't know that from that before, but they, well, it's it nice was to really kind nice. Of I was know like, from oh, them. thank you. Yeah. Yeah, but the people there are so humble, so you'd love Bali, mm-hmm. mate. You would absolutely love it, and the culture and the music and the food and the generosity of the nice. people. They don't have much. They don't have much. But they want to give so it's all and about be yeah the you inclusive and yeah the I know whole what you're thing oh oh it's just like I feel like they're so in touch with who they are and mm. their surroundings and the community. Well, you say um, that is because they then, don't have a lot of things around them, but that's what things are are distractions. So if you're actually yeah. forced in a way to focus on yourself, then of course you're going to be more connected to yourself. Where you yeah. just think there's so yeah. much in the world that disconnects yeah. us from ourselves. So that's really interesting that you said yeah. that. And actually in Bali, they mm. they have that... I con- <laughs> think we're tiptoeing on and, something. And the same there. with Fiji. <laughs> I went Fiji, to Fiji not incredible. on a luxury thing. I went backpacking and I actually ah. stayed within a village on a small island. It's It was called Ratukini. Oh. And there were chickens, there was a school there, there was a church, and I actually went to church with them. I'm not a practising Christian, but I love going to, like, spiritual places. And I mm, definitely. I joined yeah. their, their their church, and they would sing, and I was like, this is so lovely. And there was a school there, and I was part of the community. Really so it was cool. really nice to feel, like, and learn about other people's yeah. cultures. So that's that's why that's why I, I chose those places. So, so Sophie, that's enough awesome. about me. How about you? What's the best place in the in the whole oh. world that you've been? Um, for me, there's a, there is a sentimental one. It meant a lot because me and my mum would go on holiday every year together. And like I said, I've said in our previous episode, my mum was a working mum. So it was the time that she would actually, 
she and I remember this, she would turn off her phone, put it in our airing cupboard <laughs> and shut the door and go on holiday for two weeks. <laughs> That's what my mum that's what my mum would do every year. And oh, I got to have her. the most amazing time with her. And we used to go to um, Menorca every year in which is in Spain. And um oh. yeah, one of the islands. And we used to go there every single year, same week, every single year. So I know it's not adventurous or exciting, but it was it was to me when I was a little girl. Then I got to go somewhere with my mum, and especially with our surname Mendoza. They all thought we were Spanish. <laughs> so they were like, ah, Senorita Mendoza, how are you, you know? <laughs> and we'd be like, yeah. Every little helps. <laughs> yeah, I stand, like, I stand up like a sore thumb if I go to yeah. any new places. See, that's really interesting. Yeah, with me and my mum, we don't. We do not, um, yeah, we blend in everywhere we go. Which is kind of cool. But as soon as we end up um, <laughs> talking... As soon as we end up speaking, then they know exactly where we're from. So then it all changes. But yeah, so it was just awesome. They had a great musical department for their performances. They actually used to perform The Lion King. Like, you know, you have like your entertainment team on holiday. They would Mm. actually perform the, they would have the costumes. I mean, it was incredible. And it was actually the thing of the hotel was their entertainment. And it was mad we i've watched lay miz in that hotel i've watched the lion king in that hotel i watched guys and dolls what? in that hotel i watched like, all these huge phantom of the opera like was... <laughs> and with you growing up that must have been like again fueling that fire of yeah. creativity and oh, expression yeah, yeah. and doing music and I love but, that. But, you know, it was just it a like chill... an amazing holiday. Yeah, but the thing is, it was just a normal, chill, first-choice holiday. It wasn't like a this really? huge, like, you know, five-star, expensive, and... No, it was just a normal, chill... No. They just had a fantastic performance team. And yeah. it was just... I'm actually still friends with um, one of the guys, one of the musical directors of them, um, on Facebook. I found him, and I was like, I know you. I used to watch you as a little girl. <laughs> That was so cool doing Aww. all your entertaining and everything. <laughs> and obviously now he sees They're I'm a singer. They're pretty big productions to be put on, though. Huge. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what is. happened there to have that. <laughs> oh yeah, it would be like all oh, the music would be. It was just nuts. People would go mental. They'd have standing ovations every Saturday night. It used to be. Um, another place that I really enjoyed to going to was uh, New York City. Absolutely love New York. It's one of my, I just, yes. it's just incredible. Funny enough, all these places I've been to with my mum, which is really weird. <laughs> so I'm not sure how that happened, but I was 21. And That's not weird. No, no, it's, it's so not. lovely. I'm very close with my mum. Well, to be fair, I think everybody yeah. can kind of tell that, seeing as I mention her all the time. <laughs> You know, it hasn't eluded me that when I'm editing, I'm like, I talk about my mum way too much. (laughs) But, yeah, she's my mate. She's, yeah, it's just me and her against the world. So that's why. But, um, yeah, so she was, uh, she helped, I suppose, really, she was like a tour manager um, when I was 21 because I went to New York City to sing. I did a a three-week tour in New York City, uh, sang on Bleecker Street, which is like the famous big, big, big news kind of street. Um, like, 
Bob Dylan has sang there. Alicia Keys has sung along that street. Loads of people have sung along that street. So, yeah, yeah, big deal. And I got I, to sing there. Uh... <laughs> yeah, it was great. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah, it was awesome. What? Yeah, I met um, the road manager Did you manager go especially to New York Kiss. to sing? I met the road manager of Kiss. Um, I also met a bodyguard of Christina Aguilera as well when I was doing yeah. my shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, we, so, it was through connections I got to sing out in New York. Yeah, to answer your question. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. We're not worthy. Ah, We're not worthy. That's up. amazing. No, it was, it was I, so amazing being 21 and singing in those, in those clubs and bars. And, like, there was one night and it was phenomenal. We got up and sang and we had a two-hour set. And it must have been, oh, what time was it? We must have finished at like 1 a.m. Because everybody goes on in sets in these places. So it's like, so anyway, so we must have finished around 1 a.m., which was amazing. But then there was another gig after us. And we were like, who on earth is doing the 1 a.m. to 3 a.m. slot? Like, what is that? <laughs> what? Is that even a thing? This is crazy. But there is a thing. So this band, there was only like three of them. And it was um, half like a drum kit and it was a saxophonist and a rhythm guitarist. No, sorry, a bassist. And I was like, this is like the weirdest setup I've ever seen. Anyway, so they were just kind of jamming away. (laughs) And obviously they were incredible musicians. So I just sat back and lapped it up. I was like, this is sick. There may only be three of them, but they're brilliant, you know. And then all of a sudden, like after like 20 minutes, half an hour, a couple more people came through. And it was a guitarist. They got up and plugged in their guitar. And then there was um, a singer. She started singing. And I was like, what's going on here? And then another 10 minutes or 15 minutes went by and another musician came, then another musician. It ended up being like a 12-piece band. And it was absolutely insane. I mean, it went off and it was incredible. And anyway, so we went up to them after they finished their set. We were like... What was that? Like, how, what, what has just happened? Like, you guys are amazing. Are you a band? Like, what, what is this? And they were like, oh, no, we're just session players. Um, we come here at 1am and they have the space open for us. So we just, after we finished our work from gigging, whatever gig they've gone to, they come back and all meet and have a jam session before they all go home to bed. That's and I was amazing. like... What? Only in New York City, mate. Only in New York City. Because you were only you were happy with the with the with the with the drummer and the saxophonist and the, it turned out to be a twelve piece. <laughs> but turn- <laughs> I was like, this is going yeah. off. Also, it was brilliant. Yeah. So there's, that was it. So the music scene in New York is obviously incredible. I always say that um, if you've never been to New York, it's literally London on speed. <laughs> So it's like, you think London's fast-paced. If you visited London and you think that's quite fast-paced and, you know, a bit here, there and everywhere. But New York's a completely different level. It's... Yeah. 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 It's nuts. It's 24-7, isn't it? Yeah, like, literally. It's, yeah, crazy. And we... And it was just... 
we actually stayed in Brooklyn. We didn't stay in Manhattan. We stayed in Brooklyn. It was so yeah. good. So like stuff like so, that happened. And but yeah, so New York for me, obviously for the musical element, it was the best time ever. Oh, but, I love, I love. Oh, New I've got York. to tell you actually another one about water. <laughs> right here we go. So obviously in America, oh God, we I know this you know story. This one. I've got to tell you guys at home because this is just brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just, it's one of those conundrums, really, because we obviously speak English, Americans speak English. Well, American, maybe we should now identify that as because, and the reason why I say that is because <laughs> we were, I was in a restaurant with um, one of my bandmates and we wanted to just get a quick bite to eat before we headed on back to the hotel or wherever we were going. And um, so along with our order of food, I said, oh, can we get a jug of water for the table, please? And the woman just kind of looked at me like I'd literally spoken another language. And I was just like, oh, no, what, what, I'm saying it right. And I, so I'm now conflicted in myself. Like, I'm like, do they say water in America? Like, <laughs> I'm having that moment of what's going on, what's happening. And I say, you know, and I say to the woman, you know, water, like water, water. What? And I'm thinking maybe she doesn't speak English. So I'm like, oh, OK, what's another word? So I'm thinking agua, which is obviously aqua, which is... <laughs> Spanish for water, so I'm like aqua, and then I'm like, okay, let's name an element, H2O. I'm like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I don't know what to say. How can I? It's water, woman, it's water. <laughs> and anyway, all of a sudden, it kind of Were like you miming clicked. as well? You yeah, know, like... I was doing all of it. I was like, yeah, miming. I was like, washing it. You know, tap, water, <laughs> tap. Like, I'm just, what can I do to make this girl that understand could be me? pepper, though. That could be... Cheap. Oh, yes, yeah, so maybe I confused her even more. Who so knows? Was... <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? But, yeah, oh, finally man. she then, it dawned on and she went, oh, water. And I was like, yes. But then when she did... <laughs> the thing is, after all of that, when she brought the water, she brought me a small glass of it. So then I had to go through it all over again. <laughs> when I wanted another <laughs> glass of water. I was like, no, do you know what? That's, I'm just yes. going to thirst. I don't, I don't need to drink. I'm fine. <laughs> To be fair, the woman was totally embarrassed. She was totally embarrassed. She was like, oh, you mean what? Oh, I'm Aww. sorry, I'm sorry. And I was like, it's fine. It was just what a weird moment. Yeah, it was a weird moment. <laughs> Did you ever try the New York, New York accents when you're saying water? Water. No, that's No, that's London. Cockney. Water. Yeah. Water. No, water. that sounds a bit Australian. Water. Oh, it does. It does, doesn't it? Water. No, water. Coffee. Water. Water. That's it, water. Water. I need to ask my friend Angela, because she's um, from Long Island, so she knows the accent. Water. Water. Anyway, um, so yeah, Yeah. so New York's definitely one of my tops. Do you ever feel like kind of, you know, when you're at a restaurant and you go, could I have some water? And, And I'm like, tap, tap water, please. I don't know. I always feel like... Oh, really? Because it should be free. Yeah. Well, I kind of think it should be... Well, I think water should be free anyway. Like, a lot of the times I would do things. Well, they charged me for tap water in Cornwall. They charged me for tap water in Cornwall once. They charged me, like, £1.50 for a glass of tap water when I was in Cornwall. I've never heard of that. That's Yeah, it's illegal. Yeah, I don't think... I I don't... Well, I don't know But we ordered a sandwich... I had a sandwich with it. It wasn't just I was turning up to somewhere and saying, can I just have some water, please? Because that's, 
you know unless you're really really needed it and well, I was gonna like, say, oh, even, yeah even know. then though you should like if there's an issue and actually you're like i'm really sorry i need some water like that's like that's just common yeah. decency that isn't that just human kindness like water is what yeah. we all need it's not like you were going up there and being like oh can i yeah. have a rosé and you wanted it for free yeah. like you're asking for something that's <laughs> <laughs> so no, but then I suppose it's the whole yeah. side of well, they pay their water rates, and it's like well, they're paying for it anyway because we use the bathroom. Yeah. So yeah. what's the point? Yeah. Do you telling yeah. me now we've all got to pay but to it... use the toilet because we flush the toilet? <laughs> no. Yeah. So why is it the same with the tap yeah. glass of tap water? Yeah. Just same. Oh yeah. I realised when I go travelling, it's more for a cultural experience. Hmm. Like for the realness, mm. for me, it's not just a a pool and a and a beach. It's yeah, experiencing something that you've not experienced before. And there are so many different cultures out there and different animals and mm. exploring the earth. Like it was, like yeah. The thing is, where you get anyway, so used to your um, own life. You get so used to your own life, and I know, obviously, we're definitely getting used to not that we want to, <laughs> but into our situation. And I think that moment when we are able to go and travel somewhere else, it's going to be such an exquisite experience, I think. I don't even think it matters even if you're travelling within your own country, like the UK, for instance. If you're travelling even with it, it's still going to feel magical. And that's actually quite exciting to think about, isn't it? Well, yeah, I, I, I've i been so tempted to mm. buy a camper van and travel around the UK because I've been all over the world, but mm. I've never been to Ireland yeah, same. And I've and, been and I only went to Edinburgh a couple of years ago on it and my friend's hen party. Mm. And I'm like, there was so and, and what I've been witnessing, I've been seeing articles about people using their camper van around the UK, and there was just gorgeous places on our island that mm. I just I just don't experience. Mm-hmm. You know, I was speaking to someone the other day who's from Harrogate, and I looked up Harrogate and I was like, oh my gosh, it looks gorgeous. Like mm. And in Scotland, they've got all these beautiful locks, and oh yeah, apparently you there's that you can stay anywhere on Scotland. They won't fine you for just pulling up to a lock and camping overnight. Oh really? So, That's cool. To know. Yeah. So, so. I really want to explore the the UK, yeah. and I think that's what a lot of us will be doing in the UK now is to kind of. Which is and quite I know nice. there are some people that I know yeah. investing in camper vans and things. Oh really? Um, that's cool. Yeah. And I do think now I think about like the amount of pollution that we do for traveling, you know, all around the world. But there are there are people who actually are considering traveling in a pandemic as well, Sophie. Mm. Like I know of people that have considered doing that. And mm-hmm. I think it's a form like it's, it's escapism. I think yeah. sometimes we go on holiday to escape. Oh, definitely. There is okay. that element. Yeah, yeah. There were so many different reasons for for wanting to, you know, having a break from the day-to-day life. Mm. And so I, I, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. But it sounds like you, you're very similar to me as in you like to immerse yourself in a totally new world. And maybe it is a form of escapism. Yeah. But it's also like I want to learn something. 
And I want to appreciate what I have and I want to appreciate what else is out there in the world that mm. is not just me. Because I remember I flew to L.A. I was only there for four days. Um, I really wanted to go to San Francisco and Portland. Oh, but that sounds we amazing. We couldn't do that. Yeah. It's not in our, bu- in our budget. So we went to L.A. And as I was in the airport, the immigration officer, um, who was of Asian descent, um, she looked at my passport and said, you went to Vietnam and you went to Thailand? And I said, yes. And she she was like, that's so dangerous. And I said, is it? Is it dangerous? She said, yeah. My grandmother moved to California um, and, you know, she's from Thailand. I would never go to Thailand. I wouldn't even leave L.A. or visit other places in California because it's so dangerous found that absolutely fascinating it's not like there was something wrong with that it was just like wow it's just a really interesting mindset that's what I mean it's the fear and I think like I I hear what you're saying like there's no problem if you don't want to visit other places and you just want to be a homebody and chill and do your thing 100% but when you're not doing something because of fear mm, that to me is a bit of a weird one I think it's also judgment because we can easily judge people who want to go away, like, right now. Right. And then we can also have people who are judging just travelling in general, like she did to me when it wasn't a pandemic, you know? Mm. So there are a lot of opinions to why people are travelling and, you know? That's so interesting, isn't it? That's so bizarre. <laughs> like obviously, like, travelling during the pandemic, like, I have my views on that and I haven't seen my family in a year, so I think it's quite clear what my views yeah. are on that. But, um, so yeah. we won't go too yeah. much into that, but, yeah. So, with, like, fear and stuff, though, with travelling, I think, I think as long as you're prepared, like, I love to be prepared, and this actually, actually, this is quite perfect. Oh, how funny. Um, I basically, me and my mother went on um, a European tour, I suppose, oh, a couple of, good couple of years ago now. And we went through the whole of Europe by train. And it was incredible. Like the train was brilliant. It's like this special train ticket you get. It was, it was epic. Um <laughs> And we basically, we flew to Amsterdam and then we took the train from Amsterdam into um, Hamburg in Germany. And then I think we then went on to Munich, which then took, but we didn't stay in Munich. We took then the train back down to Switzerland and we went to Bern and Bern was beautiful. Then we went to Zurich to catch the train into Zermatt, (laughs) which is still in, we're still in um, uh, Switzerland and Zermatt's where the Matterhorn is you know where the really big famous mountain on the top of like the Toblerone chocolate bars that little mountain that's the Matterhorn it's a very famous uh, mountain so we wanted to see that and we took a Glacier Express to see that and it was uh, which I was extremely extremely violently hung over doing that trip, um, <laughs> which I hugely regret because at the beginning of planning this trip, that was the first thing I had booked and prepared for was this trip. I said, Mum, we've got to go to Zermatt because there's this Glacier Express because the coaches are made of glass. The top of them are made of glass. So you go all around in the snow and you can just, you're like... 
you're in the snow. It's like you're in it because you can see everything outside. And like you would be in an aquarium, you know, yes. where they have that glass dome. Exactly like that, yeah. Exactly. And it's a train and they I've give you food. I've never heard of that before. It's incredible. But I spent most of huh. my time in the toilet, so I can't really tell you. You're better off getting my mum on here and talking to you about that because... I don't know. I was either asleep or in the bathroom. So it was great. <laughs> Fantastic. And that was the very first thing I booked. So great. Um, <laughs> but yeah, from then, the Glacier Express, we then went through to Milan and went all the way down Italy, Florence, um, Venice. Wow. Uh, Pisa, wow. Naples, Sorrento and Rome. Yeah. Wow. And then flew to Paris to then fly back to Exeter in Devon, England. So it was big. It was a big trip. And we did it for about a month. That's impressive. Yeah. And me and me mum, we travelled everywhere. And it was absolutely incredible. So preparation for two women to go travelling around Europe, preparation was key. But everything happened to us on this trip. I mean, it was absolutely madness. It was just it was like, I can't, <laughs> so much to us. I'll mention a few things because it is absolutely glorious, the things that happened. In Hamburg, um, when we uh, got there from obviously going, being in Amsterdam, and we went uh, to Hamburg and we came out of the metro and I was like, okay, books, everything's really cool. It's meant to be in a really like, you know, nightlife-y, lots of atmosphere kind of district. This will be really cool. And as we come out the top, all of a sudden I'm seeing all these neon lights flashing, right? And I'm like, oh, where is this place? This is interesting. Oh, this seems exciting. We get up to the top and those neon lights were actually two flashing breasts saying next to it, titty bar. And I was just like... Oh my goodness, where have I brought my mother <laughs> to come and stay? I'm like, what have I done, right? And I find out that the nightlife aspect of what I read about this hotel is that we were in the red light district of Hamburg. We were in Riefelbahn. And it was the, me and my mum. I'm walking down the street and there's all these titty bars everywhere. And there's all... <laughs> I mean, I expect that from... And I, I expect that from idea. Amsterdam, just not Hamburg. All I know in Hamburg is for the herring, not for titty bars. <laughs> It was epic. It was well, epic. Well, there we go. Fishy on a whole new level. <laughs> that was classic. Well done. That was brilliant. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm so glad my mum has a sense of humour. My ribs are hurting. I'm so, so happy my mum has that. Because, oh. yeah, so we went and the people in the hotel were wonderful. Really nice people. That is hilarious. It was a really great area. If I'm completely honest... <laughs> I know there's sex workers everywhere, but it was great. It was really good fun. They had outdoor bars. It was awesome. It was actually really good. <laughs> I've, I've done that but it before, was good fun. though. I booked a hostel in Sydney. I went to oh, Sydney. Yeah. And uh, I booked a hostel, and it was in King's Cross, which back in the day in London, King's Cross mm. is known for their mm -hmm. ladies of the night. 
and uh, there were it, there were loads of brothels along <laughs> in between our hostel, and then ladies with feather boas outside, and I was like. This is yeah. amazing. Like, this is absolutely amazing. I found, I'm a huge people watcher, so me and my mum were in these outdoor bars and we were just watching everything happen. All the people talking to the people. Yeah, yeah. You know? And it was well, so again, interesting. I was like... Oh, it's another world. Oh, like, this is it's cool. It's another... I mean, that's another mm. experience, isn't it? It's about experiencing something that you're not used to. Oh, yeah, I'm not used to that. I love that <laughs> you had this neon... <laughs> I was just like, holy... <laughs> yeah. Oh, my... Where have I brought my mother? Yeah, it was that kind of moment coming out of that metro. Never, never oh, known anything brilliant. like that before. So that happened in Hamburg. Um... Oh. <laughs> And then, okay. as we were... I wasn't expecting that. No, I bet you weren't. Nor were we, mate. Nor were we. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, then obviously went into oh um, Bern. Bern was really beautiful. We had a lovely time in Bern. Very picturesque. Definitely go to Bern if you can in Switzerland. Beautiful. Really proper oldie-worldie vibes. Really, really great. Mm. And also Albert Einstein had an apartment there. So he liked it as well, Bern. So that's a bit... Some facts for you there. Um, But then, yeah, then we went on to Italy and a lot of crazy things happened in Italy. So I could literally be here all day talking to you about this. So maybe I'll save some of them for another time. But one in particular, which I think I have to mention because it was just insane. We were in Sorrento. We'd been into Naples and we kind of experienced Naples (laughs) which is awesome. But, yeah, we also had some issues um, with food and things. <laughs> like 25 euro mozzarella they were trying to sell us. And it was like, me and my mum can't eat a whole plate of mozzarella. <laughs> what are you trying to do to us? Like, So that happened in Naples. Um, but Sorrento, we went in February time and it was very relaxed, not huge loads of people, but we didn't really care. We just wanted to, it was quite nice to chill after being in like Naples and Florence, which are like busy, crazy, and Venice, which is literally Disneyland on Prozac. <laughs> it's Venice, it's crazy. <laughs> it is crazy. Um, Did it smell? No, I heard it smells really. a bit. But I no, went in February, oh. so it wasn't hot. Uh, yeah. That might have something yeah. to do with it. But um, yeah. anyway, so yes. So we went <laughs> to this lovely restaurant, which um, the place that we were doing an Airbnb and the place um, who personally we were renting it off have said, oh, you should go to this restaurant. It's really nice. So obviously you come in the down season, so there's not many places open, but this guy's great. So we're like, okay, cool. And um, went to this place. I had a lovely lasagna. It was all like proper homemade. It was really beautiful. We had we're having our meal, and actually there was another mother and daughter. I think they were German along from us, and we were like, okay, this is nice. And then as we kind of looked to our right, we noticed there was this huge table with a family all around it, and we were like, hmm. Who are these people? And like I said, I love a good people watch and so does my mum. So we're kind of checking these guys out and we're thinking, oh, I wonder what they are. I wonder where they're from. I wonder who they could be. Because you basically had, you had like the big dad at the end of the table. You could tell he was definitely the dad. He was quite large. Yeah, it was large vibes, you know. And then to like... Next to him, the presence you can sense it, right? Yeah, it was. There's no need this, to say it. You could just 
Exactly. You just witnessed He's that the number power. one. Yeah, yeah. And then next wow. to him was a younger woman who we kind of, after we kind of went round the table, we were like, it's definitely his girlfriend, probably, or his second wife. We were like, looks a bit like those kind of vibes. Told you, we go You're in. You're making we, up stories oh, about yeah, them. We, we, love- <laughs> we love it, me and my mum. Oh, yeah. And then next to her was a couple of children, and we were a bit like, oh, okay, well, maybe that's the kids of the other two, because then you could see that it was either the son or the daughter um, with their partner, basically. So we couldn't work out if it was the son or if it was his daughter with the partner and obviously with their children. So they're all around this table, right? Or And I'm telling you, they brought out food, plates upon plates upon plates. So just hear me complaining about the bloody mozzarella in Naples. These guys had the mozzarella and the bloody, like goat it came from it was crazy (laughs) it was absolutely mad like there was I mean proper platters of food like crazy when the goat it came from (laughs) isn't that goat's cheese well I didn't know I didn't know if it was milk or goat's milk (laughs) (laughs) I just (laughs) that's really tickled your goat isn't it Don't be a cow. Yeah, true. I could have done. That was a good one. That would have been a good one. Sorry, love. Sorry, oh, love. Oh, dear. What was I saying? Oh, my God. So, <laughs> oh. so, yeah. So, there was platters upon platters of food that this family were eating, right? And I was just like, this is, that's an insane amount of food. But, okay. And, anyway, so they kind of finished and they were leaving. And there was a bit of commotion at the till. Obviously, they're speaking Italian, so we don't know what's going on. But there was clearly some kind of upset and angst going on. So we were like, oh, looks a bit over there. And they left and the waiter (laughs) came over because then we were ready to pay our bill. And and the waiter actually said, oh, I'm really sorry um, if that disturbs you with the commotion by the till. Um, The the gentleman didn't want to pay his bill, so I hope there was no inconvenience. Obviously, my mum being my mum's like, what do you mean he didn't want to pay his bill? But he had so much food, you know. So she's she's trying to get the goss here. So um, he was just like, oh, well, he said, and he kind of did it looking around. He was a bit like, well, they were part of the Naples Mafia, but Naples Mafia doesn't work here in Sorrento. And I told him if he wasn't going to pay, I would call the Sorrento police because they're not bought by the Naples police, right? And we were like, oh, (laughs) Like, what? <laughs> so anyway, so you were like, oh, shit. Like, wow, okay. So then we went to go and pay, and we went up to the till to pay. And all of a sudden, this car pulls up, flash BMW pulls up outside the front of the restaurant, and he swings open the door. At this point, my mum then, like, puts me behind her because she's thinking there's going to be a bit of a showdown. He's just told us this is the mafia. So puts me behind her. And the only, the silly sod, he forgot his phone. He left it plugged in by the till. <laughs> he came back for his phone. <laughs> and the guy's like, well, the guy behind the till's like, oh, shit, oh, shit. My mum's like, oh, my, you're not today, mate. You're not. <laughs> and then he comes in, he's forgot his phone. So we all had like a moment, flash before our eyes, yeah. Yeah, he forgot his phone. <laughs> Suki, your face, you're like, what? 
So yeah, we had the brush with the Naples That's a mafia. great story. I'm just, I, I'm just processing. Told you, we I had mean, a lot going on. I'm just on. imagining <laughs> you and you. I love that your mum was like, not my cub. Mm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. She, probably, she probably would have stood up to the guy and goes, no, that's naughty behaviour, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> yeah, she might have used a few more swear words, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I believe that's definitely my mum. Oh, it's unbelievable, so, yeah. though. Yeah, yeah I've, heard about, I've heard about stuff like that in Italy. Mm-hmm. Well, they say, you know, like, um, you know, in Thailand, you've got to be careful if you're walking along the beach and you see a hat, don't pick up the hat because underneath they'll have loads of drugs underneath it or something. So if you pick up the hat, it's then the police will come and charge you for possession of drugs because they'll be like, well, you picked up the hat. And it's the same, you know, you hear about it when no someone way. says, oh, can you, can you take my bag through with me? Or like, oh, don't yeah, let anyone dodgy. else, you've got to pack your own bag. Yeah, that's why, yeah, yeah. Pack your own bag. Well, do you know what? I, when I was in Costa Rica, I was an idiot. Knowing this, um, I had just done a massage course um, for the first week and then the second week was enjoy Costa Rica. And, you oh, know, nice. And one of the guys, <laughs> luckily I didn't know who he was, but one of the guys, he sort of joined a couple of us in this hostel um, and he he was doing the course with us as well. He was from uh, Amsterdam and so he was a massage mm. therapist and he left a couple of days before we did and he said, oh, Suki, can you take my ukulele to London? Because I left it, you know, he was messaging me and I said, oh, okay. And, he, uh, and, he, and, and then he's going to pick it up one time in... in um, that was in December 2019. Right, right. So we had it's been over a year, and I've still got this ukulele. But um, that's quite incredible. Yeah, I I took it. I I took it and brought it from the hostel, and I took it back with me. Um, and it's in this sort of like rucksack sort of type mm. bag, this little thing. And it wasn't a bother to do it. Yeah. But I didn't check inside the bag or the ukulele. You know. Yeah. Not that he would do that, because I trusted him, but you just never mm, know. You've got to be careful. Mm-hmm. Or, like, if anything that you buy, you know, you don't know what's in there. So that's why, you know, they want to make sure... Yeah, you don't yeah. do that. And also, like, so just pack your own bags, <laughs> even if it's, like, your friend or anything. Just make sure they do their own bags, you do your own bags, you know what's in it, you're not carrying anything for anyone, not even a ukulele. <laughs> like, you just don't want to take that. <laughs> I've still got it! Oh I've still got it. So if you're watching, I'm sorry, I've still got it, but we have to organise, like, You have to organise a pick-up. Pick yeah, pick-up. Are we ready so, for So, Sophie, our... what is your uh, song today? Song of the uh, week! week. Yes, I'd love song to bring that week. in now. Yes, of course. I'd love to bring a bit of a song of the week. So with this one, seeing as we're talking about travel and things like that and more sunnier, hot climate destinations, um, to be fair, I actually always love playing this song, even if I'm just in my garden or doing my jobs around my house. Just having a real feel-good moment, it puts that lift into you, which I know that a lot of us go travelling for that. So I thought, wow, let's try and sum that feeling up in a song. So today, my song of the week is by Stevie Wonder and it's Master Blaster. So you know the the really kind of funky, everyone's feeling pretty, 
it's hotter than July. All the world's full of problems. They couldn't touch us even if they tried. No, no, no. Yeah, so it's good. Good, good song. So oh, definitely go and yes. check that out. <laughs> Obviously, Thank I'll put you. A link oh, it's a tune in our description here on YouTube and for our podcast. If you are a member of our Facebook family, then of course we will be putting it up there. Mm-hmm. So go check it out. Dance around your rooms, dance around your kitchen, whatever brings that for you. So yeah. Oh yeah, I'll be doing that later yeah. for sure. Definitely. So is that <sighs> um, our time for our wonderfully random now? Then I would imagine wonderfully random. Well, this one it's pretty random actually. <laughs> So speaking of random, it's very random because I don't even really know how I came across it. Just watching stuff on YouTube like I do sometimes, going down a rabbit hole. And I remember sending it to Suki and thinking, this is really interesting. The creator of it on her channel is Globe Story. And it's this woman that uh, was supposed to be a videographer. And basically she came across this woman. I'm not sure how. I don't know what their relationship is. But um, she's a German woman, and basically she fell in love with a Maasai tribesman in Africa. And she ended up leaving all her like world behind, I suppose, and became a Maasai wife. And it's really absolutely incredible. And the cultural differences that she's had to understand and some things that she's trying to kind of navigate for herself which obviously because of the whole it's very patriarchal with the Maasai tribes so that's something that she's not very used to and um, but it's really nice that they've been able to kind of make their own relationship within the within their two different cultures that are coming together and normally Maasai men don't actually um, play or do any kind of interaction with their children but he does, and that's something that she's rubbed off on him, saying, like, you know, it's nice to have that with you. And that's rubbed off on him, and he's actually like, yeah, I quite like that. So there's this real beautiful compromise going on between their relationship. But it's just the idea of this German woman just rocking up to a Maasai tribe <laughs> and falling in love with one of the tribes. It's just absolutely incredible. And she's so lovely, Really, really sweet down to her that she has her head on her shoulders. She understands like what she's doing and the challenges that it comes up with, but absolutely mm. incredible. The other reason why she loves these tribesmen is because they're very one with nature. So that it's very much about the food and the or, or the organisms of how you get your food and what you have to do to look after it and build your home. Because obviously they do the mud huts and things like that from the cow dung, which to us in the Western world sounds absolutely insane. But <laughs> it's completely natural and they have an incredible way of life. It's it's quite beautiful. There were, and she is exp- and she explains all of this so eloquently because the way she because she's living it the way she says it is it just really makes sense to why she's done it you know and with her savviness of being a, a Western woman she's actually helping these women with their sanitary products which is incredible and they're actually reusable and I don't know if you've seen a few times now on Facebook. There's like these adverts coming up from the new sanitary stuff and that it's reusable and eco-friendly. Well, I think this video came out before all the I've seen all these adverts. So it's quite, so I don't know if it's the same company, 
but I do know that she has a GoFundMe page and it's um, so, um, support our Maasai women enterprise on GoFundMe. And it's just incredible. It goes straight to this woman and she's basically helping all the tribes women with their sanitary needs because they don't, as, tri as women, with I said, with the patriarchal society of it all, they can't ask their husbands for the money to go and buy their products. Yeah. So it's very much, it's very difficult. And they also don't really wear underwear because it's the culture. So it's actually really difficult for them, for women. And this great woman has decided to help that. And so she has all these products already. And obviously with where they live, there's not enough water. So they can't just wash all the time and clean themselves up. So it's just incredible what she's managed to come up with with this reusable sanitary towel. She buys the underpants, so she doesn't make the underpants. But she's no, actually... No, no, no created and designed these sanitary towels that have a slip-in thing so that mm -hmm. you can change it and you get like seven of them or eight of them and then you can yeah. just wash them. Mm. I think she's when they incredible have water. for doing yeah. that. So she's really so helping these women. So that's where you think, oh, do you, do you want to westernise these cultures who are so used to having their own traditions? But actually... Some like, things. She's just mm. implemented something to help the women of the cult and they really... Because like, they get embarrassed and things if they get out in public and mm -hmm. then, you know. So mm -hmm. they're, so she's brought in something that they actually really appreciate and she hasn't forced it upon them, but, you know, which no. is fantastic. It's something they she's need. She's done it all on yeah. her own. Yeah. And she's respected them. They respect her so much. Mm. And they know there is a, you know, there is a difference with culture and they know that she's not part of the originally from there but mm. they because she's meeting them halfway she's like i'm willing to learn and change um they're accepting her mm. so so then they're the, accepting yeah, her the whole, values and her ways which is incredible especially yeah. when it helps so them it's a, so yeah it's a compromise a i mean that's underneath it all it's a, a community that love and respect each other even though there's this patriarchal underbelly of it all but she's mm. accepted that and gone you know it's being with nature again and she's just like yeah and she sounds that's so it. with it and so mm. accepting and going that's just mm. you know and pretty pretty special peaceful life very yeah. peaceful that's why i kept yeah. watching it i was just yeah. like i feel at peace just watching this woman living the life so yeah 100 yeah, yeah. so do go check that out i'll leave a link in the description on youtube so you can go and see her and yeah shall we do the mindful minutes now so yes please okay so um this week i've chosen one crystal because i've got carried away in the previous episodes with like i've got a million crystals so um <laughs> again this is not for consumption you do not eat crystals mm -hmm. um so but this is for something that you can place in your pocket put in your bra put mm. in i don't know sleep with it under the pillow and this <laughs> week is called labradorite so um oh. this is what it looks like sophie so it's kind of grayish oh, it's but got it's a got shimmer. like when i hold it up to the light can you see yeah yeah it's got like some reflective beautiful so i'll just show it here for those on youtube yeah that's yeah, stunning. really Kind of like a fish, it reminds me of, but Very it's called much. Labradorite. Like a Labrador. Labradorite. I, I, exactly. Oh, that's where it comes from. Oh. So, 
Well, no, if you think of a Labrador, Very what do friendly, you sense? Loyal warm. and they're your friend. Yeah. They're like your best friend. So ah. this will give you a sense of comfort and that, yet yeah, they're I your like best friend. Well, like, you know, like what? your... How do you feel when you're around your best friend? You feel happy, comforted comfort, and secure yeah. and you feel like you've got someone who's got your back. Yeah. Well, this... Um, this really helps if anyone's having therapy, talking therapy. Mm. Um, this, if when you're talking about things, you've got some things to get off your chest, or if you're having a conversation, Labradorite's really good um, because it it gets rid of any. Well, gets rid of. It can help to remove negative uh, emotions so they don't go, they get stuck around you. So it's kind of like, oh, like uh, it's then. really protective. That's it's cool. It's grounding. It works on all your chakra systems, Ooh. but it's a very grounding and helps you to be present. Um, and the reason I chose it is that if you're going tra traveling, it's a protective stone and you get a feeling of safety with it and I that like you're that. not alone. So if you decide mm. to go traveling, like I did on my own you know you, you've got something to give you comfort um it helps mm. to remove any mental illusions <laughs> ah, that you may have been harboring so in in huh. that sense it's like we create you know um stories in our head of situations and you mm. know if you're traveling it's like someone giving you a plate of mozzarella balls you know why did they do it Are they trying to make money out of you yeah 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 you know, so so is that a mental reason? Is that my ego? What is the truth? So this will help mm. you to get to, oh, I see. to oh, what the yeah. heartfelt thing is. Mm. So that's really good while traveling. And that when you go to a culture and say if you go to Vietnam and you see someone sucking on a fish head, um, fish head that you, you, you don't judge them. You go, well, that's their culture. That's what they do. Yeah. And they eat chicken feet. So it removes the <laughs> mental illusions that we have to go, okay, well, we're more accepting of things or witnessing things so travel when you're traveling yes it's it is good about to have like a it is yeah insight um and it all yeah mm. so uh what else yeah it's just a caring best friend and it's just really nice so i like this for for traveling or if you if you're not going traveling like we aren't <laughs> saying yeah. put this will help with any mental illusions that you're like, I need to escape, I need to escape, because this will bring you back like into that. your That's body and important. be grounded, yeah. and it will comfort you so mm. that you can, you know... Yeah, be grounded and comfort. There we comfort. go. Yeah. Love yeah. that. Thank you, Suki. Thank you. I think that's... You're welcome. A lot of wonderful things there. Lots of nice little bits. So go out and grab yourselves one of them, or if you've got them, then, yeah, do as Suki said, pop them in your bra, pop them in your... In your, in your bed slip so you can sleep with it. Definitely. Sounds nice. Thank you. Yeah. So we ready for our We're meditation now, my dear? We ready for yes. that? Thanks. <laughs> All right. So um, I'd like you to just either sit down or lie down. And I want you to close your eyes. And when you're ready, just listen to my voice. So if you find it difficult to visualize things when I'm talking about things, and that, that's okay. Just let that go and just listen to my voice and see what uh, uh, comes up for you. And the whole intention of this is for you to feel like you are escaping, like you are somewhere that makes you really, really happy. So to start off with, I want you just to feel your toes for me. Give them a bit of a wiggle. 
Let your mind know that you have a human form. Wiggle your fingers, get some movement in there. If you're sitting up, give yourself a little sway. If you're lying down, just feel the gravity beneath you. Relax your toes, relax your fingers, relax your head, your neck and shoulders. Just feel the weight of your arms just dropping. Let go of any tension in your upper back. to your chest. See how your breath is doing. Just witness your breath in and out. Then check in with your mid-back. around you. 
place yourself in this beautiful space. Allow yourself to deeply relax in your perfect spot on this perfect planet. Give yourself a break. Fully relax. What are you smelling? Is it fresh air? your body, feeling the cool breeze on your face, and allowing the air to just move around your body, helping you to feel a little bit lighter and brighter. Every breath you take in
this space. to this at any time. 
yourself permission to just relax. So now you're back in your room, give your fingers a wiggle, your toes a wiggle, roll your head around for me. Take a nice deep breath in, filling up your belly and breathe out through your mouth all the way out, squeezing your belly into your back. Do that again, deep breath in and deep breath out and one more deep breath in and exhale all the way out. And when you're ready, just open your eyes. And see how you feel. Mm. That was lush. Where did that you was go? cool. That was cool. I don't know, there's a couple of times now actually where I, I meditate, I've mentioned this to Suki before actually, and I get like those psychedelic waves in my eyes as they as I close my so yeah. I was there. I was kind of like in a psychedelic party zone. <laughs> well not party, everyone's more chilled. <laughs> but um <clears throat> you are yeah, another dimension. It's good though. It's <laughs> like this. It's weird. It's yeah, it's like ripples of water, if you can imagine that. Just and it keeps keeps repeating. Mm -hmm. That's what it's like. But it's pretty, yeah, That's it's really normal. cool. Never yeah. known that before until I started meditating and getting in the zone of it. So, yeah, really, really good. So I hope you all enjoyed that as well, everybody. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, well, thank you, Sook. And I suppose you should wrap things up now. Well, I hope you've enjoyed our um, travelling episode. It's just all a bit of fun, all... Um, remembering really great stories that I haven't thought about in a while, actually, because that's sometimes the way, isn't it? We're so focused on <laughs> oh, our next holiday and our next thing. We actually forget about the places where we have been and all those really awesome memories that you make. So um, I don't think I'm going to forget the Naples Mafia in a hurry, though, saying that. Um, <laughs> just saying, you know. <laughs> but uh, anyway, well, thank you ever so much for taking your time to spend it with us. And uh, do remember, if you are watching us on youtube to subscribe like it by the giving us a big thumbs up and of course clicking the bell so that you get all our notifications and with the podcast peeps please do make sure that you remember to subscribe to us and rate us give us some stars everyone let's get it up there let's let people know what we're about and what's going on <laughs> yeah see all the vibes i like all the, the shoulder thing yeah. so all the subscribing vibes <laughs> And go listen to Yeah, Stevie I'll make sure Wonder. I put the link down down below anyway for uh for Oh bless you. Oh, bless you, dear. Excuse me. Sneezing. But yeah, until next week, <laughs> folks. Thanks again and see you soon. Take care. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.